G'day everyone, welcome to another week of Aussie Tech Eds. It's the 22nd of September and it's episode 503. How are you all going? Thanks for downloading, thanks for listening, thanks for watching, wherever you may be. You can get us on the TuneIn Radio app across platform at Aussie, at, uh, I don't know where your TuneIn Radio app is, but once you get it, you can search for Aussie Tech Radio, or you can find out more instructions at aussietechradio.com, facebook.com forward slash Aussie Tech Eds, youtube.com forward slash Aussie Tech Eds. Follow us at Aussie Tech Eds. <laughs> That's so easy. It's so easy. All right. Now, uh, don't forget the other podcasts on the uh, the network, shall we say? The Aussie Mac Zone, the Obsidian Loft, Old Fart Geeks, and Aussie Tech Security. They're all uh, pumping along nicely. All right. Now, uh, we've got a, a, a interesting show tonight. It's a bit empty in town. We've only got uh, Jace, the uh, the uh, the Warlock. How are you going, Jace? Just, just poor, lonely old me. Save Ferris! <laughs> oh, no. Who's... Rock on! <laughs> Who's is that Ferris Bueller or something? Yeah. <laughs> oh jeez, I must be the only one that's never seen that show. Dude, seriously, you gotta go watch it. <laughs> Isn't he? All I know was some dude that stole his dad's Porsche or something. Um, no, Ferris is Ferris convinced his friend to steal his friend's dad Porsche, and they took it. Oh, might have been a Ferrari or something. They took it into town, and then. Um, Drove around, had all these fun activities and things all day long. Right. Yes. Like yes. I know the premise. Another one that was a uh, massive hit when I was growing up. I think I may have seen it once. After a while, was that weekend at Bernie's? Oh yeah, <laughs> good. But I just I don't know. Is it just carrying a dead person around all day? <laughs> just, I thought it was bizarre. A- I never actually, when I was younger, I never saw The Goonies and everyone was going off about that. So I ended up watching it like 10 years ago or something. And then because I didn't have the nostalgia, it wasn't the same kind of thing as when you watch it when you're young, I guess. Mm. Same with Blade Runner. I never watched that till about 10 years ago. Yeah, I don't think, I think I've watched it, but yeah. Well, I I didn't even, you might call this crazy, but uh, look, I probably, not crazy, but I never really watched the, the, Star Wars, you know, the early ones, completely yeah. until probably 10 years ago. Yeah. Because like, yeah. when I was a kid, like, you start watching them, but you always fell asleep, you know? <laughs> and I were... watched um, Empire Strikes Back because my next-door neighbour wanted somebody to go to the movies with. I didn't know much about the Star Warsy thing, so I did that in high school. I think that was about the only one, and then I watched the rest of them, like, 20 years ago, and then the newer ones. We went to midnight screening for episode one at Hoyt's in Sydney and George Street there. That was fun. Right. Yes. Yes. It was, the um, whole place was packed out. And they had the pre-screening at midnight and people walking around with those, um, carrying a tray with ice creams and stuff that you could buy inside the theater. Right. Instead of having to go out to the front and then people would walk in and, and, um, we, we, um, these, these girls started yelling out, oh, Karen, Karen, we saved your seat over here. And then me and my friend started yelling, no, Karen, come sit with us, Karen. Karen, come sit with us. They were talking about George Lucas. We're like, George, come sit here. George Lucas, come sit with us, George. <laughs> Georgie, over here, Georgie. Did you, yeah, were you, um, are you old enough to remember when the movie theatres were two sections? There was the stalls and the lounge? Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you have that when you were growing up? Yeah. yeah, I remember down at the Coolangatta. We uh, had a had a um, cinema in town where I live now, and uh, it burned down the week that they had a movie on called Body Heat, which was quite ironic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there was too much body heat, and the whole cinema burned down. Did you used to do things like throw your little gherkins up on the screen for the off the Macca's burgers? <laughs> You're all your Jaffa's down there, oh man. 
Yeah, no, we just threw gherkins. <laughs> Might have been a cool and gutter thing. <laughs> Must be, yeah. <laughs> you get them from the Maccas. Yeah, you used to go to the Maccas and smuggle the smuggle the burgers in and throw peel the pickles off. That'd be down the front, of course. And you just yeah. see them slide down the screen. <laughs> While the movie was on. Uh, but oh dear, oh dear. But um, yeah, look, no Will this week. Will has moved house, and as I think he was alluding to last week, uh, the internet doesn't exist where he is. And his 4G, his famous free 4G fantastic phone, uh, is only HSPDA where he is. So he's in, a wor- yeah, he's in a world of hurt. He's like a. <laughs> <That's yeah. terrible. laughs> I tried. I, I tried to ring him today, and you know, all I could get was this cry. <laughs> it's like he's wrapped up in a, in the fetal position, going, "No, I where's think my?" I heard that from here. <laughs> <laughs> where's my internet? Yes, but um, but anyway, hopefully, uh, look next week. Uh, there might might be a different. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen next week. I'm going to Sydney for the the uh, I don't know whatever it is. Oz Pod something or other so uh that's on the saturday the 30th so it'll be no it's on friday the 30th so i'll be down in sydney on the thursday so i'm gonna see michael down there from the aussie max zone so we may me and him might be able to get a show together don't know don't know so maybe no show next week because will's out he's got no internet so um yeah so anyway we'll see how that goes might be able to put some keys to your place and he can go down and house it for you and get some internet while you're gone (laughs) He'd probably love it, wouldn't he? He'd probably take it up too. Oh, he's got to come down and have a little barbecue. All right. Yeah. Uh, now, look, uh, look, we might be just uh, banging on a bit uh, this week because, <laughs> look, there's just Apple stories around again. And, like, I've got a couple. Look, we, we have got a few other ones to get through. But, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a... Oh. Did you see that guy who did a video on YouTube drilling a... Hole for the um, <laughs> the headphones. The jack for his headphones. He gets iPhone seven, puts it in the vice, goes. <laughs> okay, now I can put my headphones in there. Everything's good, everyone. No, don't do that. Headphones installed. It still turned on, didn't it? Oh, I didn't see the. I only saw the first part of the video. I think I did. I shared it to the the Facebook page. Uh, but yeah, it was pretty funny. It reminded me of. I don't know if you watched Seinfeld when Kramer installed that air conditioner. In Jerry's no, apartment, no. He, they bought this big air conditioner. You know those old window ones? Yeah. Well, yeah. So anyway, he's lugged it up the stairs or whatever. He's put it on the windowsill, just rammed the window down on top of it and, went, and just went, stood back and went, that's it, installed. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually, obviously, throughout the episode, it fell out the window. <laughs> but it was just pull that's the window like down, installed. That's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I saw those, uh, those that, that, yeah, because apparently there's another video, some tear down of that iPhone 7, and they said, well, what? why did we lose the headphone jack? What made, what did we make room for? Because, you know, Apple doesn't tell you. And apparently it's uh, was more of the haptic engines or whatever they call it. Yeah, yeah. So, um... And they reckon yeah. uh, all the parts together probably cost about two hundred twenty-five dollars to make an iPhone. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and what are they? What are they selling them for? About a thousand. Yep. <laughs> yeah, sweet. No markup there. Yeah, but don't don't the 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 telcos they'll buy them for a lot less. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So Apple's not really making. I suppose that they they'll make it if people buy them outright. But they might make it like six hundred dollars, and the telco sells it for a thousand. A thousand. Hmm. Everyone puts their mic up on it. Yeah, I suppose. It's, uh, do you think uh, that if, if Apple is forced to make their iPhones in America, uh, do you think that'll increase the price or do you think they'll take a hit? 
Like they'll um, increase the price they have to. Yeah, you don't reckon they'll... Shareholders wouldn't have a bar of it. Mm. Oh, it's, That's a problem. Shareholders are supposed to be there to help you build a small business to bigger, not to sustain a large business that people make mega profit from it. Mm. Be interesting to see. It's uh, interesting times. Uh, all right, well, let, let's uh, let's get into an Apple story of such. I've, I've, remind me, we've got a couple of things to talk about uh, just outside of stories this week. We've got just Jace brought them up before the show. So let me just write them down so I don't forget them. <laughs> Jim and stickers. That's exactly what I just Boy, wrote down. Rooms. Jim and stickers. <laughs> All right. Now, look, uh, yeah, look, iPhone 7, like, we give it a bit of a razzin. Um <laughs> Eric did especially. Oh, there's no Eric this week. He's He's got his uh, head in the study books. He's going to get three or four of them, isn't he? Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know. He wants to sharpen that drill. <laughs> now, Apple sells out of the initial batch of iPhone 7s, pluses. I can't believe it. That's people, that's still, you get the same stories. You know, there were people lined up again, and one guy yep. I noticed in this one of the stories, 15-hour lineup. Like, really? Like, seriously? But anyway, uh, supplies of the larger plus iPhone 7 uh, sold out. Sold out. There's only a, a, a the smaller iPhone Seven is also sold out in the new jet black color. So, surprise. Yeah, jet. and it's going to get scratched to heck as well. Do you reckon? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The people who've already got them have been taking photos of scratches all over the black one. Apple's like, yeah, too bad. Well, let's... don't get the black one if you don't want some, or get a case and leave it in there forever. You should anyway. I mean, I, every device I've got has always got a case on it, and mm. that way. Six or 12 months later, when you want to upgrade, you sell it as good condition and get good money for it. Yeah. Well, I've, I sold my little iPhone 5, yeah, 5, last, well, yeah, last year, I guess, when I bought the 6, and I got yep. like 300 for it. So that was pretty yeah. good. Yeah, just flipped it up on uh, Gumtree. It's not, not decreasing the price of the 6s very much, so you can still sell them for quite a good amount of money. Oh, okay, yeah, right, right. But I don't know if I'll get a 7, I just... Oh, no. Well, I'm on contract anyway, so no, I can't. <laughs> well, I'm using my LG G3 for the main phone now, so my iPhone 6S and my iPad are mostly Spotify, iHeartRadio devices, and also for testing something we'll talk about later. Mm, okay, yes. Now, um, breaking with tradition, apparently, Apple has not released the first weekend sales of the <gasps> 7 and the 7 Plus. Now, they said this this saying, the figure is more a reflection of supply than demand. Now, work into that what you will, but does that sound like they didn't make as many, so or they didn't offer as many to, say, our market, and so therefore they're, they're, they've run out? Like, I don't understand yeah. really what they're it's trying the to say. Same with the Nintendo Wii when it comes out, came out. You're under supply. Then every single person wants it desperately, and then you go, oh, there's back orders, and people like, champion at the bit, oh, I've got to get my Nintendo Wii, I've got to get my mm. iPhone 7S, um, oh, I've got to get a quick pre-order, and I've got to make sure that I'll get it, because if I don't pre-order, I won't get it, and then Just there's a build-up the of frenzy, and then they go, here's a ton more phones that won't catch fire. <laughs> yeah, they've probably just got them out in the little section out the back. Everyone, you know, every, once again, Seinfeld, out there, you got one out the back? Everyone's got it out the back. <laughs> With the old rocking chair. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so there you go. Apple sold out, like, I don't know. People, I, was there, I saw something about those Apple earpods. I never really read that story, but 
think some people stupid. they weren't happy with them. I reckon you they need a bit of string to attach one to the other. You can, you can buy the string for it now from another third party company for like sixty bucks or something. It's a bit of <laughs> bit of rubber that goes from around around the back of your head and mm. squeeze the ends of your ear pods in it and then you don't lose it. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. But then but then like but that's a bit of mucking around there because then you'd have to take it back out of that band to put them into the charger. Yep. Yeah, so, like, there's got to be a better way. There has to be a better way. To the Plantronics or somebody who's already got ones and made like that years ago. Mm. I was tempted to get them. There was, uh, I think it was Plantronics or someone who had um, Bluetooth ones that wrap around the back of your neck there and it's got the charge hole on them. Oh, yep, yep. Look, that's probably a better a better idea to have the, yeah, a charger in them or something. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. But anyway, I'm sure they'll, they'll sort that out. Yep. Um, yeah, all right. Well, that's my, that's my first little Apple story. I've only got two, I promise. Uh, <laughs> what's, what uh, story did you find this week that you thought was interesting? i got some googly ones. There's a uh, chat app with a built-in personal assistant called Google's Allo, and it aims to be your virtual best friend. Oh. Back at Google I.O. developer conference in May, the search giant unveiled plans for two new communications apps in the Duo and Allo. Duo is a simplistic video chat app which was launched in August, while today Google takes wraps off far more ambitious Hello. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. That, that was funny. Yes. I was, I was just... Huge moaning. Yeah, I was Listen just looking... very carefully. I shall see this only once. <laughs> yeah, that, whatever happened to that show, that wasn't a bad show. You just... stupid woman! That's right. Evie was here and she just passed out and I was giving her mouth to mouth resuscitation. Right. Yeah, that was funny, wasn't I'm it? Sorry, Renee. And the, the yeah, the old the old cheese upstairs, she should have as a post. She had that big <laughs> big ladle for an earpiece. That was a bad show, that was quite good. Um, like the, yeah. you need a Gmail account to use Allo, you simply download the Allo app, tell it your mobile phone number and enter the confirmation code it sends you via SMS. The app is only available for Android and iOS smartphones, and just like Duo, Google doesn't offer a desktop client. Hello is a standalone app. It doesn't integrate with your phone's SMS app. Notifications will appear on your lock screen like other communications apps, plus your phone chirps up with a spoken hello, which some people will find very annoying. However, Google mm. will add the option to change it to a simple beep or ping for people who don't want their pocket to strike up a conversation while they're out in public. Now, Loyal Google users can be forgiven if they're suffering from message app fatigue, considering you've got Gchat, Hangouts, and Google Messenger. At first glance, LO seems like another attempt for Google to ta- tackle the crowded messaging space and jump on the emoji slash stickers bandwagon, but it pays to dig a little deeper. Yes. Now, now just when it, you mentioned that it came up and popped up and went, hello. Now, I just, just thought, do you, um, with your phone, do you normally keep it in a the ringer on in a ringer state or do you ha- normally have it vibrating or how do you normally um, have your the phone? The main phone I've got on most of the time unless I'm visiting mum or dad at the hospital at the moment but the um, iPad and the iPhone are all switched to silent. Mm. I found, yeah, lately my phones, I've just reduced the volume on my phone and reduced the message uh, noise. So it's, yeah, yeah, before it used to go... You know, used to keep going, but now just go ping, 
I find that's that's just quite adequate, and then it's not annoying everyone every five seconds. Um, yeah. And because the phone's always near you, even just the the buzzing of it, you know, like on the movies, you know, just yeah. Brrr. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, I've been I've been moving it up with my phone. <laughs> Have now, you tried out uh, Duo? Duo. Yeah. Duo we... is Google's answer to Apple's FaceTime that when they oh, launched it several yes. years ago they promised to open the API so anyone can make FaceTime compatible yes. applications and then went <laughs> to you and didn't. So Google's like, Well, we can do it so they made the duo which runs on the iPhone mm. and Android phones and um, it worked good because uh, when when my father had an operation six weeks ago and was uh, stuck at home in bed and my mum's in a nursing home I would go to visit her and take my phone then ring him via duo to his Android phone yeah and then they could face chat face chat with a video chat and talk to each other and see each other which they normally couldn't do so I thought it was fantastic. I remember, I, yeah, I do remember a bit that because I know we uh, spoke about it on the show, and I do actually have it installed on my phone, <laughs> but uh, I've just never used it. So I, I suppose, it works really well. Yeah, okay. Because so with the, how do you know who? So it's just contacts. So if I'm yeah. in Duo, I, if I go through my contacts, hang on, let me have a look. So if I'm in, let me load Duo again. If I go, the one bit, thing you have to remember with Duo, as soon as you hit ring it starts sending your video so before the person hits oh, enter they right. can see you uh moving around making faces picking your nose and eating your <laughs> breakfast cereal and stuff but you can turn that off yes you can disable it if you want to yeah now how do i know if uh if if, if the person i want to call is is on it um, I guess you add them on and hit ring, and if it works, it works. I don't know. I hadn't tried it with people who might not be on it. <laughs> actually, because uh, actually, when I go, yeah, okay. So there's, a, I've got a when I go video call, it gives me a list of people, and then it draws a line and says invite, and then another list of people. Oh, there you go. So okay, so I've got a few couple of people there. Yeah, okay. So it knows mm. who's on and who's not. Yep. Yeah, That's sweet. Handy. I have to remember that. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Lovely. Now, <laughs> now, um, now you're talking to me just before about you know down at the gym and Spotify, and you, were, yeah. you told me about a great little integration with Spotify and the gym. Um, but before we get onto your great little integration, I've got to tell you, I don't, I don't get enough time to muck around with things these days. But the other day, I was I was playing with my Spotify, mm-hmm. and uh, I was ha- just had it in the, on the computer here Not in public. I hope. <clears throat> oh, always. <laughs> You've always got your Spotify out and play with it. You? Yeah. you should see the doctor if it's a bit spotty. Yeah, well, well, you can't do nothing about it. I just love playing with it. It's, it's great. It's um, So I you know, I had the windows open and listening to it and everything. And uh, so I went to tidy up a bit under the house up at the other end. I couldn't hear it. And then I thought, I wonder if I can... I'll just switch over to my phone. And you can seamlessly switch between devices. Yep. So that's how cool is that? That's something yeah. I didn't really... He's like. playing the same song. Yeah, well, exactly from where you left, where where it is on the other machine. Yep. Yeah. But anyway, getting back to the gym. So you went, you go to the gym, and they have Spotify. Tell me about. Tell us about what yeah, happens. Yeah, it's um, Snap Fitness, and they've got a little um, LCD screen, kind of like a large iPad stuck on the wall, and it just has Spotify on it. And uh, about every minute or so, it ranks up a credit. And to a maximum of four credits at a time, and then you can pick up to four songs out of their Spotify list that they have there, and they've got it sorted into genres and 
um, featured groups and you could have like 80s music, uh, club music, 90s music, the top five songs from the last 10 years Mm -hmm. in groups and stuff like that. And what I would do is as soon as I walked in there, I'd go through, pick out four songs because usually hardly anybody else uses it. And then I'd go off and do some exercise and when it's coming up to the fourth song i'd go back there and pick another four songs and then go off again but it was getting annoying because once i'm on the treadmill doing 30 to 45 minutes on the treadmill and you have to every you know 10 15 minutes press pause hop off the treadmill walk over to the lcd screen pick your next songs walk back hit start again get your treadmill going again and then 15 minutes later do the same thing again and Mm. then uh while I'm in there, they've got large LCD screens all around the place with TV stations and music and um, also the uh, extreme sports videos that they have from like Red Bull and stuff like that. Mm, that's good, that channel, Red and, Bull. Yeah, and then they every now and then they pop up an ad saying, um, try out the Crowd DJ app with our Spotify, play your own music. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. So... I was there one time and I was a bit bored in between doing my reps. So I thought I'll download Crowd DJ and I download that. And then I started up and it says um, sync with your your own Spotify account. So you do, oh, yeah, click on that and it imports all of your Spotify tunes from whichever playlist that you've created. And then um, what you can do is it'll show you uh, how many credits is on the Spotify LCD screen at the gym and um, all the songs that it has that you can pick, Mm. but also any of the songs from your Spotify playlist that's also in the gyms list. So they'll have, you know, 20,000 songs or something, but not all of yours that you have on your Spotify will also be there. So, uh, But I went through one time a couple of years ago and looked up all the favourite 1980s top hits from (laughs) every website that I could find and added them one at a time into my Spotify, made like 600 wow. song playlist of the best songs from the 1980s. Oh, you're going to have to share that. Can you share that with me? Yep, yep. It's shared on my account. If you just find me Ooh, on Spotify, will. you can get that one. It's called uh, Top 80s Plus, I think. Cool. And then um, I just click on um, Playlist, pick my playlist, and then I can scroll through, pick out four songs from there. It'll queue them up on the uh, Spotify at the gym. Then I can go onto the treadmill, go running, and after about 10, 15 minutes, I just open up the app while I'm still running, go into Crowd DJ, pick another four songs. That's awesome, them up, Put yeah. it down again, do your running, and you never have to hop off the treadmill. It's great. But what happens, so so are you getting that just, that's through the, the gym speakers? Yeah. So yeah. Is what, it... what happens is the Crowd DJ uh, app, is based on your GPS coordinates. So when you start up the app, it says, oh, you're at this location. In that location, we have uh, Spotify, which has Crowd DJ enabled at Snap Fitness Gym. Mm. And it says, to prove that you're here so that you don't go hijacking it while you're walking past the gym, the first time you go to use it, you have to click on the display code button. Up on the LCD screen at the gym comes a five-digit code. You type that into the Crowd DJ app. That verifies that you're on premises and not just doing a drive-by picking dirty songs as <laughs> you zooming through or something. <laughs> now, do you... And then it knows that you're in that location and it'll keep that in memory for probably a couple of hours or something. Do you know if the Crowd DJ costs cost to, to get? Like, can, can anyone set this up at their home? And 
<coughs> so so people say I'm you have. Not, a... uh, I don't know about um, controlling your home Spotify. I guess it could possibly work. Um, uh, mm. Would depend on if they only do it for commercial premises or not. So I wonder, like, do they have like a? Uh, I wonder if they got like on the crowd DJ they got a big abort button or something. You know, like someone putting on some really crappy songs, like I don't know, it's raining men or something. Yeah. <laughs> abort, abort. <laughs> well, um, I do know that I accidentally picked a um, uncensored song and uh, one of the girls at the gym was sitting at the computer and she flicked over the screen and deleted that one and set it to go off on the next song and they can pick and choose songs and flip through them and while I was going for a run I had um, I think it was like Suicide Blonde by NXS or something was playing she's like oh do you want to hear some more NXS I was like yeah sure whatever I'm going in minutes and she's like okay I'll cue some up so she goes and cues them up on the Spotify as well yeah right (laughs) ah it's all getting too good isn't it it's all getting too good all right let me let me continue with a another Apple story now for those of you who've got a Mac you might have noticed that there's a new item in the App Store and it is Mac OS Sierra it's it's here I, I downloaded and installed it on my mini today didn't go well, didn't okay. go too bad. It's working, so it's good. Um, so it's the, the Apple has released the final version of Sierra to the desktop and laptop operating systems. Uh, new features that integrate into it uh, uh, is the Watch OS or new features with new features to integrate it with iOS and Watch OS. Okay, so everything sort of you know coming together seamless. Uh, just like the Spotify, you can play it on one device, just go straight to another device, to another yep. device, and back again. Now, iOS and Mac OS devices can now easily exchange data with the universal clipboard. So copying and pasting content across the platforms is easy. That's pretty cool, though, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Look, when I, when I first started to load back into Sierra, it goes, oh, you want to use the iCloud, you know, for all your documents and everything. And I went, yeah, well, that'd be good, I suppose. But then it said, well, you need to buy more iCloud space. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, a, there's a guy that um, I'm friends with on um, Facebook and Twitter, Peter Wells from the University of New South Wales in Sydney. And uh, he's done a couple of posts. He does a lot of uh, tech news and tech podcast things as well. In fact, he's been on some of the ones in the US. And uh, I think he was on Tom Merritt's one once or twice as well. Oh, yeah. And... Um, he was saying uh, he put out a list. First, he said, make sure you disable syncing documents and stuff to your iCloud or it'll disappear and then none of your devices will sync because they all need that for backup. Mm. And then um, the other thing is there's a lot of apps that uh, are used in educational places like universities and that that are not compatible with Sierra, so you have to wait till they get updated. Oh, okay, right, right. Well, there you go. Um yeah, so the Siri is now available on the Sierra, and it can act to access system settings and preferences, search computer for files. Siri searches can be dragged and dropped and copied and pasted and blah, blah, blah. Hey, Siri, format Glenn's hard drive. Thanks. Oh, stop. <laughs> no, well, it's, um, I don't think Apple uses format, does it? I don't Siri know. just came up on my phone and says, hey, Siri, format Glenn's hard drive. Thanks. <laughs> And she goes, I aim to please. Like, okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, I didn't... Well, I've only got a Mac Mini here, with which I record the podcast on, so uh, I, there's no microphone, so I, I brushed that. Uh, Mac OS 
apps such as Photos, Messages, iTunes and Music have been redesigned. Whoopie-doo. Uh, messages on macOS can now see the stickers sent by iOS users. Stickers? What are they? Well, let's talk about stickers after this. I'm keen to know. As well as handwritten text, but those can't be created on the app. Apple Maps is better integrated with the Mac OS. S, Mac OS blah, blah. Uh, more detailed maps, apparently, from TomTom. Tom. Let's hope so. Uh, do you use Apple Maps or you shied away from them? Google. I'm a Google Maps person too, myself. Yeah. But I did look at the maps the other day. For some reason, it came up. Uh, I was doing something came up by default. I do like how I do like the redesign. It's a lot more cleaner. Um, not sure if it's going to get me to the right place still, but um, yeah, I, I'd be I'm happy to use Google uh, Apple Maps around the Goldie because I think it's probably pretty in, like bedded down. But I think when I first started using it, going on a trip, it sent me to strange places. <laughs> I was I was never the same when I came back. Oh, I was- when they first came out, you know, they were terrible, terrible maps. And I went to go to a um, tax agent in uh, Sydney. And no matter how many times I typed in the number, the name of the street and the suburb, it kept trying to send me to a similar street and similar suburb in the US. Oh, man. That's and I'm crazy. Like, I'm not in the US. Why are you sending me there? And mm. it's, it's, I'd have like... Main Street and give me Main Avenue in a suburb in the US. Mm. And I'm like, no, that doesn't help me. And now I can't find the tax agent. And I've got an appointment to be there. I had a, I had a lot of success with uh, Where Is. That was a good little yep. navigation. But we haven't had a look at it for a little while, probably a year or so. Uh, and I decided to use the Google because the, the Where Is, when I was using it, it didn't say the street names, um, no. which I liked. But you know, I liked also that it gave you different voices. You know, you had yep. Dame Edna and Rabs Warren. Hello, and... possum! <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> Turn left here. Don't run over the gladdies. <laughs> Have you tried um, Waze? Yes, yes. I haven't done that for quite some time. Uh, no, one of my friends sent me an invite for it uh, last week, and I was like, thanks. I haven't used that for the last four years, but I'll install it again. She was going on a trip to Canberra, and it was like, um, if you share the destination through Waze, it sends you a link, you click on it, and then you can navigate to the same place they're going to. But the funny thing that I liked on it is if you log on to your Waze and they're on their Waze, you can send a, a sound through it, and on their Waze it goes beep beep, like a car horn. <laughs> you can beep each other back and forth through the Waze app. Oh, how ex- how exciting to put everyone off <laughs> while they're yeah, driving. I, I quite liked it. Um, I had it up... My problem is I, I don't mind using something like Waze. I even paid for the TomTom app on the iPhone years ago. But in the Australian sun, if you have your phone up on the windscreen a mm. couple of hours for a long drive, you don't have a phone anymore. You've got a brick. So I prefer to buy a TomTom and stick it up on there. It's a bit more hardy and it doesn't overheat in the Australian sun. Right, right. Well, I've, I put my phone on the windscreen. I've never had a problem with that. fingers crossed for you. Yeah, okay. Well, maybe I haven't had it up there long enough. I probably haven't been on a really massive trip with it. Maybe like an hour or so. But, um, I haven't driven to Sydney or anything. But anyway, uh, the Sierra will run on late model 2009 and newer MacBook and iMacs, as well as 2010 vintage MacBook Airs. 
How's that? Mm. They're vintage now. Vintage, vintage MacBook Airs. You're feeling ugly, are you? <laughs> yes. The Pro, the Mini, and Pro. Sierra is free, as as the as, as was all the rest of them, via the App Store for the Mac users. When was the last? What was Snow Leopard? That must have been the last one you had to pay for. Thirty bucks. Yep, and you could buy a um, DVD from the store as well. That's right. Now everything only comes down the internet, and uses up your jiggly bytes. That's right, and if you will, you'd be wait, you'd be, be, be two weeks before he we got. Well, that he doesn't download. like Apple anyway, so it doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> he could do it just to be for fun or something. Yeah. But um, but now look, uh, stickers, iOS stickers. Tell us what iOS stickers are, please. Well, some of them look a bit like this. Oh, down a bit. Oh, there we go. Oh yep. yes, and you can. There's some Halloween stickers by made by some uh, hobby business called Blue Bilby that this guy Jason Oakley runs. Oh yeah, it sounds like a. Uh, he should get into podcasting. And you can do a bit of crazy things like this with it. Right. So so the stickers come through. So you download them through the iTunes. Yep, so so there's heaps of stickers as well as yours. Oh, yeah, they've got a lot of free ones that they're pushing at the moment just to get people interested in the stickers. Like uh, they've got Mario Speedrun right. on um, the App Store. It's the first Nintendo IP game on uh, iOS. And they, uh, they also build it into games as well. So if you've got, uh, you've downloaded Crossy Road, yeah, you go into the stickers thing, and there's already been updated with the latest version. Of Crossy Road has got Crossy Road stickers with all the different characters from that in there. Right. Okay. So you've drawn a few that they they're your creations. Yeah, I drew those in Paint.net on the PC, and then ported over to the Mac, and then created stickers from it. Okay. And then you've pushed them up into the iTunes Store, and App Store. Yep. The oh yes, sorry, the App Store. Now, what? How do people? What do people search for in the App Store to get to those? Uh, well, you can search for Blue Bilby. That's the business name that I use on there. Uh, or you can do a search for uh, Halloween Sticker Pack, which is what that one's called. All right. So uh, yeah, search for the Blue Bilby. Go on. Uh, go on. Uh, support Jace. What are they? Dollar fifty. Yeah, dollar forty nine Australian, probably yeah. ninety nine cents US. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Go on, buy buy a buy a couple of stickers and buy he'll buy a coffee and enjoy the morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, uh, so now, next I'll probably go into doing like Thanksgiving stickers and Christmas stickers and all the different okay. celebrations and stuff. All right, and uh, yeah, cool. So, what was I going to ask you? Now, how do you get them? How do you get stuff into the app store? Like, do you, can you just upload them or what happens? Yeah, you need to install Xcode, which is what their development platform that Apple has. There's a lot of um, tutorials on how to create stickers. And um, basically, you create um, a PNG image 618 by 618 pixels, draw it into there. You could do smaller ones if you want, mm. uh, but they won't look so great if they get expanded out on an iPad. Mm. And then uh, you in, you just start up Xcode, click on new sticker application, and then you can basically, it's so easy that you can just drag all your PNGs into the application. Um, if you want to, you can do animated ones. I've got a pumpkin there that inside glows like there's a candle inside it. Right. So you do all the frames of that, and then go create new sticker sequence, drag all the frames in, it automatically animates it for you. And then you can pick how long a delay between each frame 
so that you can make it animate really fast or slower yeah. or whatever you want. Yep. And then um, just go build, and then uh, you go to the App Store, purchase your account there, which is $149 Australian or 99 US. Right. Create your account, set up all of your tax info, banking info, agree to sacrifice your children and all that sort of stuff <laughs> to, to the Apple's God. Mm. And then um, you, you create the template for your app, and then um, you go back into the Xcode, and there's a code there that links your Xcode on your desktop to the App Store right. through iTunes Connect. Yep. And you go build for generic device in Xcode, and it sends it, builds it there and then sends it up to the App Store. And then you click on uh, Submit for Approval, and then you wait a few days for Apple to have a look at it and decide that it's not rude or violent or disgusting or something and it's in the right categories and for the right age groups and then they approve it and off you go, you've sold it. Now, Xcode, I imagine, is not Windows compatible? No. <laughs> okay. So, look, it does look pretty easy. I'm just uh, throwing up a couple of screenshots now. If you um, don't have a um, Mac, you can rent a virtual Mac in the cloud. There's a lot of websites that oh, have yeah. virtual Mac in cloud and you can do the whole lot. Um, through v VMs and stuff like that online, and then wow. you can submit it from there and run it as if you had a Mac, but you don't want to have to purchase one. You can just rent time mm. on their machines. I wonder, can you do the? Can you do that through the Amazon cloud? Do you know off the top? Possibly, of your if they have Mac OS X for yeah. a platform, they would have to have licenses with Apple to be able to provide that. Okay, so let's. Uh, there's a good picture there of something, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, okay. So you get this program. You download it to your Mac, which allows yeah. you to create. And by the sounds of it, it's pretty easy. So you just said that you want to create a sticker. So what it sort of puts the framework already there for the stickers. Yep. Yeah, okay. That, that is you pretty just drag easy. drag them all in there and basically hit publish. It's pretty easy. Yeah, okay. And uh, I can't show you guys if on the video the actual stickers on the computer because you can only see them in the App Store. And I can't get the App Store up on the computer, can I? I don't think so. I don't know. Not. Well, I could if I was on the Mac because that's got the stickers built. No, I don't know. It's too hard. But anyway, but that's good. Yeah, so uh, Blue Bilby, search for that. Where are we? Here we go. Hang on, Jace. Oh, we got a thing come up. Yeah, it's because I changed my password. So it's like sign into the App Store. Yeah, so get into yeah, the App so. Store, search for Blue Bilby and grab some of Jace's stickers. They yeah. look good. Cool. Good stuff. Yeah, so uh, yeah, well, what does Apple take? 30 cents or something? 30% of whatever it is. Ah, 30%. Right. Yep. Oh, and talking about fees and charges and everything, uh, you know how you know I accept PayPal through the you know through the web hosting and all this, and everyone mm -hmm. seems to like PayPal. Uh, people, so I, I've come across a few people that, for some reason, they don't like putting their credit card in the PayPal. Yep. I don't know why. But anyway, oh. so I started looking into, you know, building out... Uh, just, you know, how do I take credit cards without, you know, signing up for a $60 a month merchant facility? Yep. So I went through a few things and I settled on Stripe. Have you heard of Stripe? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and they were they were pr relatively reasonable with their pricing. It was 1.75% plus 30 cents per transaction, which was not bad because PayPal is 2.6%. Plus oh. thirty cents, so it's undercutting him by half. <laughs> yeah, well, almost by a um, percent. Yes, so that was that's pretty good, you know. And uh, 
so yeah so anyway uh, and that was just credit card and that's like so people can now put credit cards into the the say my the web hosting site and the information doesn't get stored on the on my site it goes straight to stripe it stores this information and then uh yeah that that the money comes out and then they they send me the money every day or every two days or something so That's it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And there's no fees to, you know, get the money out because with PayPal, if you want to, you know, people might give money and put money into your account. But when you, as soon as you want to spend some of it, like in the real world, you got to pull yep. it out, they charge you more money. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody crazy. You know, I've been using a lot lately is Android Pay. Oh, yeah? But that... so you, can, you, t- you put your credit card details into Android Pay mm-hmm. and then my um, LG G3, this case has got the NFC chips oh, embedded yeah. in the case. The yep. phone doesn't actually come with it, but this case does. And then when I go to Coles or something, I just open it up to bring the phone to life and then use it as PayWave, put the phone on there. Right. And it gives it gives Coles a virtual credit card number, so they don't even get my credit card number. they got no idea what it is. Mm. But it gets charged through my bank, which is a member of the Android Pay system, and then it comes up as a charge on my bank as if I used a credit card, but you don't ever pull out your credit card. You just got your phone, mm. you open it up, go beep, and that's it. Yeah, because as you probably know, like there's Apple Pay as well, but in Australia it's only with American Express because... And ANZ. Or a- ANZ what? ANZ have got it too. What, Apple Pay? Yep. So what does that mean? What, through Visa or something? Uh, yeah, they'll support the whatever Apple Pay that American Express has is supported by ANZ. But the other banks uh, want more control over that kind of thing. So they're like, oh, no, we don't want the Apples coming in here and taking over stuff. So that's why they're still up in the air. Otherwise, everybody would have Apple Pay. Mm. Well, that's what I was going to I'm thinking that, yeah, but I'm, I think one of the main obstacles is that the Apple wants too much of the, the fee percentage. Yeah. And then the banks are going, well, no. <laughs> we, want we want we want this this and this because I think because uh, Google sort of they're not as greedy shall we put it that way as <laughs> as Apple is that yeah, what I think they're like twenty to twenty five percent of developer charges whereas Apple's thirty so they undercut them too yeah right yeah well I think I don't know Apple's pretty stubborn aren't they but maybe yep. something's going to have to give because I think like it's just a market that. But if they if they relax, you know, if they, if they pull their pants down for Australia, do they have to pull their pants down everywhere else? Yep. Who knows? All right. Um, where were we? Have you got another story, Joyce? Yep, sure do. More for Google. Uh, there's a Google phone reveal set for October 5, expected to be called Pixel and the Pixel XL. In two weeks from now, we will likely have official confirmation of brand new smartphones from Google, the first to be designed by the company itself. Oh. The web giant has teased an unveiling set for 2 a.m. Australian Eastern Time, October 5, and unless it's planning to reveal a completely unexpected product that just happens to have a rounded oblong dimensions of a smartphone, it seems the long-held rumours of a Google phone will come to pass. The web address of the teaser, madeby.google.com, makes it clear that this product will be promoted as built and designed in-house, unlike the Nexus devices which carry the brand and design hallmarks of the manufacturers that make them. In recent years, Google has increased the number of hardware products that carry only its own branding, including Chromecasts and the acclaimed Pixel C tablet. Despite having developed the open-source Android operating system for more than a decade, the company has never built its own phone. 
Recent links had shown HTC to be building a new pair of Nexus phones, but Android Central reported last month the devices will be dropping the moniker. And more recently, Android police cited an exceptionally reliable source as claiming Google would rename the devices Pixel and Pixel XL. Another source told the website that Google would claim the devices were the first phones built by Google, a claim mm. that's now been given weight by the company's teaser, although Android police believes the phones will be designed by Google and manufactured by HTC. Mm. Google set the stage for its new phones earlier this month when it killed its experimental modular phone initiative, Project Ara. Oh, that was a good wah, idea. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> yeah, you could upgrade your camera in there just by taking out the two megapixel put in a 16 or something yeah. like that when you got the money for it what's wrong with that that was a good idea That's and maybe it had too many fail points of people unplugging and plugging things in eventually mm. bits and pieces would wear and stop being able to plug in and so you've got a um iphone yes uh, which one have you got 6s and you've and you also got an android lg g3 well i got the lg g3 and then it started going into reboot loops. And because I'd had so much trouble with the HTC One M7, I had three of those, I was just getting jack of it. I was like, these Android devices are not reliable. So I got the iPhone because I knew it would be reliable and not have problems. And then it wasn't until about a year later now that I was reading through forums and people had discovered that if you just take out the battery that came with your LG G3, which is crap and doesn't hold the charge or power up enough, buy a new battery, which I did from eBay, which is an LG-branded one anyway, so it's not like third-party. Mm. Put it in. phone's been great ever since, so I've gone back to using that because right. I like the widgets and it's more customizable than the iPhone is, but yep. iPhone iOS 10 is not too bad. Yeah, okay, interesting. Because, uh, yeah, because as you know, I've said over the last couple of weeks, I'm not sure my next phone could, I don't know if I should go back to the Android world or not. I don't really know. What was the last Android one you had? Uh, Samsung Galaxy S. All right, don't get the one that catches fire. No. No. I might in the winter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Use it to start the log fire in your cabin in the woods. That's, yeah. That's you right. won't have any signal there, so it won't matter. Well, no, you just what, give, uh, what Will needs. Yeah. <laughs> He's got no signal, so he could use his phone to start the fire in the lounge room or something. He <laughs> could. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of rubbing some sticks together, just yeah. charge your phone, let it go. That's yep. the go. Now, uh, oh, look, the census. Have, haven't we heard enough of this? Now, yep. it is finally going to finish. So it seems so long ago. Like, so you've got, <laughs> you've got until the 30th of September. Like, if you're filling it out, fair income, if you're filling this thing out on the 30th of September, you're not remembering what you did or where you stayed, or whatever, whenever it was, are yeah. you? No. <laughs> right. Well, well, unless you, you know, you live in the place, you know, I have, you know. But if, if you're someone that, I don't know, moves around a bit, or travels, or has been on holidays, or whatever, you're not, you're not going to remember. But anyway, uh, if you haven't done it, do it now. So you have until the 30th of September, I think it was. Am I right? Another week to go. Yeah, something like that, I think. Yeah, 30th of September, 5 p.m., now, if you don't complete it, you are at risk of $180 per day for you each... Go to jail, bad boy. Yeah, for each day that you fail to provide the information. Uh, in 2011, the census covered 96.5% of the Australian households. 
Uh, with two days to go, this year's survey is hovering at under just under 95%. So most people have done it. In total, 98% of the population filled out the previous census. So, um, yeah, apparently another 50,000 households will have to complete a post-enumeration survey. I've got to look that word up. What's <laughs> enumeration? Why are you not filling in our form? Because we don't like you taking all our data and sticking it in an unsecured database somewhere. Yeah, but... Nah, we charge you $180 for that. Oh, enumeration's not even a word. <laughs> They're just making words up now, the census. Sounds good. Hang on, here we yeah, go. It's all very highly technical, don't you know? Here we go. I'm going to find out what this word means because another 50,000 households are going to have to do something. <laughs> Hang on, can I, can I get a... Uh, oh, can I get this guy to tell it to me? No. Obviously not. Okay, so where's the definition? Um... There's no... Where's the definition? Hiding under the couch. <laughs> oh, it's a noun. An act of enumerating. There you go. <laughs> or a catalogue or list. What? Anyway, look that word up for yourself. I can't figure that out. But anyway, <laughs> another 50,000 <laughs> 50, households will have to complete a post-enumeration survey. In brackets, PEZ. <laughs> Another Seinfeld <laughs> episode yeah. of the Pez Dispenser. Oh, it's a Seinfeld show tonight. So these households will be selected randomly. We'll ask them further questions about their census answers in a 10-minute interview. Oh, my God. How much do you get paid? Nothing. Hi, we're here to do a census interview. Cool, bye. <laughs> it will be compulsory to participate in the interview, so people will not be able to refuse. The PEZ is an important part of our census count, and we've followed up every census since 1966 with this kind of survey. They're going to so, have goons with them, or what? Hired goons? Baseball bats? FBI? Yeah. But the funny thing is, like, if it's all private, how do they know if you haven't filled it in? Yeah. I, I don't understand. Like, I've, I've punched a code into the computer. Yeah. How do they know... That code belonged to me. Or, you know? They send it to you. Yeah, all right. So you reckon that's... It's, it's that's... nothing anonymous whatsoever about the later census. Hmm. All right. So anyway, that's the census. And if you filled it in that you're earning a lot more money, they're going to send the tax man round to visit you. Yeah. you gotta, you got to keep up the lies, people. Yeah. <laughs> You got, they you got do to, it half-assed. That's right. You've got to get your little book with all the lies you tell them and then make sure you follow it through everywhere you go. Uh, all right. <laughs> what else you got, Jase? Anything else? Yeah, Samsung and Woolworths team up to deliver a grocery ordering music streaming photo-taking internet. What? Fridge. Oh. Out yeah. of milk. Shut the fridge door. Tap on the touchscreen and order more. It's a scenario possible from today after Samsung and Woolworths team together to bring the internet fridge back to Australia. But unlike the original internet refrigerator, which arrived in 2004 with a whopping $17,000 price tag, this model is significantly cheaper, features a grocery ordering app on its door, and three cameras inside to let you check on its contents if you do buy your food in a store. Well, nothing like opening the fridge door to have a look. No. <laughs> the four-door... 
$7,499 fridge can also be used to control other devices in your home, like robot vacuum cleaners, play music or TV shows through its speakers and screen. Samsung Electronics Australia Home Appliance Head said the family hub fridge was designed for large households with crowded kitchens and little time to plan grocery shop visits. There's obviously the new tech adopters who will love this, but realistically, busy families are its audience. In our research, we've certainly seen online shopping and food management are big draw cards for this fridge. He said teaming up with grocery chain Woolworth had been key to demonstrating why anyone would want to connect their fridge to the internet. The Woolworths app would not only let users compose a grocery list on the fridge's 21.5-inch touchscreen, he said, but feature more than 2,000 recipes for dinner inspiration. The fact you can click on recipes and have the ingredients self-populate into the shopping basket for you means you can just exclude what you don't need. There's a lot of real convenience factors there I think consumers who buy this fridge will embrace. Woolworths digital retail manager said... Smart fridge owners could also start a grocery shopping list on the fridge and complete it on a computer or send the shopping list to their smartphone. How much did you say? It was like $5,000 for this? 7499 Wow. Who's got that type of money to spend on a fridge? I spent 1000 on it. One yeah. bad enough. Just open the door and write a list out. <laughs> it does, it's not... You're so old-fashioned. I know. <laughs> it's not rocket science. But, yeah... Um, yeah, like the end of that fridge, yeah, 2004, that last one, eh? Yeah, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, now, what have I got here? I've got a Netflix story here, somewhere. Now, apparently, you know, everyone cries, and probably Jace is one... No, no, Jace is not one of them, because he has got the VPN. Now, Netflix exec says it's absolutely inaccurate that Aussie Netflix customers get screwed. Uh, Take that as you will. Netflix Chief Financial Officer David Wells has reportedly scoffed at the suggestion. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing like a good scoff every now and then. (laughs) At the suggestion, its subscribers in Australia, Europe, and other parts of the globe receive inferior content. During a question and answer session at a Goldman Sachs 25th annual... Here we go. (laughs) 25th annual communicapia conference in why do they have stupid words and it's in america communicapia c-a-w-m-u-n-a-c-o-p-i-a do i have to define this one as well cornucopia no hang on i'm gonna no no that's not in the dictionary it must be a must be a name it's communicopia must be something about communications so anyway, who cares? It was in New oh, York. Uh, he called the notion that Aussie customers get screwed and absolutely inaccurate. Now, popular TV shows that are included in the US, uh, but not in the Australian store, include Breaking Bad, Sherlock's, Parks and Recreation, Sons and Daughters. Oh, no, that's Sons of Anarchy, sorry. Sons, <laughs> Sons and Anarchy. The, oh, do you remember Sons and Daughters? Oh my God! Yeah, the Waking, uh, The Walking Dead, The X Files, Peep Show, interesting. Scrubs and many more. Now look, I've got a link in the show notes if you're interested. It's uh, at finder.com.au. Now there's part a part of the whole... problem is the deals like Presto only gets Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul and 
Showtime has gone to Stan, so mm. all of their stuff's going to be exclusively there, and Netflix can't show them here. No, well, that's right, yes. And uh, so is Doctor Who on Australian Netflix? Yeah. No Doctor Not Red Who. Dwarf, though. Red Dwarf was yanked out. Yeah, right. So look, they're on this finder, in this list here on the finder.com.au site and the link in the show notes at aussietechers.com.au forward slash podcast, there is a list. And yeah, it just goes through what the top, well, the, the list of, oh, geez, where are we? There's three, 349 shows and it tells you which ones are on and which ones are not in Australia. Ah. So ones that are not, let's go from the top. I don't know if these are in any particular order, uh, but so not, so the, in this list, the ones that top on Netflix that are not on Netflix Australia, Breaking Bad, Twin Peaks, Terriers, Sherlock, Parks and Recreation, Twilight Zone original series, Revenge, oh, thank goodness, <laughs> Small Mercies, White Collar, yeah, Hell on Wheels, Peep Show, Sons of Anarchy, Alfred Hitchcock Presents. But see, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, that's not on Stan or Presto, is it? Oh, I don't know. I haven't got a subscription. The X-Files, Heart of Dixie, Switched at Birth, Raising Hope, Walking Dead, Parenthood, The League, Scrubs, Louie. Yeah, so there's a few, but I don't know. I'm not really into all that TV anyway. I don't really care, to be honest. No. To be honest... <laughs> Are you sure? Are you still got your are you still VPNing or you no. you drop TV probably are you pretty busy from where you are I can see. I watch um I watch Net Australian Netflix on the Roku. It's pretty oh, cool. yeah. I yeah. just started um last night I bought um Mr. Robot. Oh on, yeah. On Google Play videos because uh well I had a look to see who had it. I could get it on iTunes for nineteen 99 for season one or google play videos for 22.99 i thought three bucks why are they charging more but uh i've already got the roku box plugged into the tv in the lounge and it supports google video play whereas if i wanted to watch it on itunes i'd have to go downstairs and search through my mm. moving boxes for the apple tv and come and plug that in as another device and mm. so i thought well I'll just buy it on the um, Google Video Play, and I've been watching that. It's uh, you can get uh, Mr. Robots on Presto. Yeah, yeah. So you wanted to buy it rather than I didn't want to subscribe to yet another service when I've already got Netflix. So Fair I thought enough. everyone, so many people have been going off about how great Mr. Robot is. So mm. I should finally watch it, and I thought I'll. Rather than buying it one episode at a time, I'll just buy the Series. season and watch the it's whole. Lot. Yeah, well, I think I'm up to about episode. Five. I just don't get time. No spoilers. Mate. No, no, no. He died. <laughs> <laughs> One of my friends on um, Twitter said he watched the first six episodes and he just couldn't get into it. He said I wanted to like it, Seriously? but just oh, just what was he a bookworm or something? Like, of course, is he is he in the tech or He's anything? a developer? A developer. Yeah. Oh, I can't see why I can't get into that. That's, I reckon it's, it's good. Developing, in fact, uh, as a job. What, de developing dolls' houses or something? <laughs> iPhone apps. <laughs> um, I wasn't going to ask you. Oh, yeah, developers, the, developers, developers. You mentioned the Roku box. Oh, we better hurry up here. Okay, well, you mentioned the Roku box. Now, Telstra TV's a Roku rebranded re Roku box. And cut down, yep. Now, can I, uh, can I uncut it in any way that you know of? Uh, I, I tried. I about hacking, hacking the Telstra box. 
Yeah, because I tried. Because I went in, I set it up in developer mode. Yep. And I tried I lo- I tried to log into the Roku site to get apps, but yeah. I couldn't work out how to get Not them working. to, to uh, the device. I just, yeah, because yeah, like, I just bought mine on eBay from a guy who imports them from the US and switches over the um, power adapter for an Australian one. That worked fine. Oh, how much did you pay for that? Um, geez, that was a few years ago, probably $160 or something like that. That's pretty good. That's all right. That's not bad. I like it. Uh, the Telstra TV, it's got a few, it's got all the stands, Netflixes and Prestos, not that I've subscribed to them. Uh, but um, other than that, it's got all the catch-up shows, TV channels, you know, the Nine Now and all this sort of oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that's it's, it's good. Like, because we, like, say the block, we watch the block, but we'll watch it a day late. And then... $170, when... $169.90 in 2014, I bought it. Mm. Yeah, so... Uh, uh, yeah, so we'll watch, say, the shows a day later, and especially yep. with the block, there's no ads. So you just yeah. cruise through it. It's great. Mm. And um, it's it's a better picture than what you get over the air, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, um, I um, showed Dad, because the, the Roku remote is so simple, little black and purple buttons and everything. I showed yep. Dad how to use it. I'm like, you just switch the source on the TV to, I called the source Roku so it's easy to so you know which one because you can name it on the TV. So he just switches to that, and then I say log in with um, my profile, and then just do a search or look through and press up, down, left, right, press um, play to go or OK, and then you can pause it if you mm. want to go make a cup of tea or whatever. And he does it all the time, and you know he's nearly seventy and he has no problem using it. Mm. And and the other uh, the other app that we like watching is that yeah, so we mentioned earlier the Red Bull. Uh, there's a there's an app just with all the Red Bull videos on it, and kids have been getting to that. Watching this high, what do they call it? Um, I just call it crazy diving. It's just really high diving. Yeah. And they just yeah. dive from. They said it was equivalent of diving. You go up to an eight story building and yeah. dive off it. That's where they're diving from. It's yeah. Just, Did you see that crazy guy? They just they've been talking about on uh, YouTube a lot lately. He just goes into places and does dive, and you see him. He's got like a GoPro strapped to his forehead so you never see him mm. but uh he goes into into it jumps over the fence at a motel down near the beach and then climbs up the stairs up onto the top level and then jumps over the fence and then looks down at the swimming pool jumps down four stories just misses the edge of the pool oh. and injuring himself permanently splashes in the water straight away swims up gets out jumps over the fence and runs down the beach and runs off and then the video finishes so he's injured himself? No, no, he just missed hitting the hmm. edge. That was something happened up here on the Goldie not long ago that someone jumped out of a, a high rise and tried to get to the pool and went splat. Mm. On the, they missed, <laughs> you know, far enough. Too drunk? Yeah, I think so. But that, was it? Uh, could have been. But that yeah. was that that was uh, that was the end for that person. Yeah. That was yeah. gone. Now, um, here's a funny story. The malware, the malware dudes have run out of things, <laughs> run out of ways to get you. So what they're yeah. doing in Melbourne, in uh, where is it? In a particular place, Pakenham, in Melbourne. That's where I lived for a while. Oh right. I moved here. Well, you could you you could possibly have received one of these for free, but someone's been sticking USB sticks <laughs> into into letter boxes. Wow. It's malware on it. <laughs> now. If you're going to get a USB stick in the, in a letterbox, 
I don't know. How many of you randomly got... plug it in your computer? Yeah, That's why I always worried. You see, when they had the thing that was going around where people would get USB sticks and um, drill holes in brickwork embedded in there, put a bit of cement around it, and it just had the end of the USB sticking out. Right. Then you would walk up to it, plug your laptop into it, and oh. then upload some photos or something stupid or a yes. meme or something, then unplug your laptop from it. Mm. And then somebody else would come and they'd call it like a USB drop or something. Right. <laughs> yeah, look, good good in theory, but, uh, yeah, it's... Um, what are the risks with viruses and everything? So, uh, look, here we go. This guy, Andrew Teeny, who's a consultant at the cybersecurity firm Penn, test partners he said most cyber criminals are looking for volume so it's much easier to get a hold of people's information by phishing it's unclear whether the devices were sent in the post but putting a usb stick in someone's letterbox by visiting the property and potentially getting your fingerprints on them creates a much greater risk of getting caught fair enough now the university at illinois conducted an experiment earlier this year uh, and they they, uh, did a usb drop of 297 drives around the campus. Had the sticks been infected, the attack would have had an estimated success rate of between... Oh, this is pretty big, but anyway. Uh, had the sticks been infected, the attack would have had an estimated success rate of between 45 and 98%. I'd say so, yeah. Because mm, I think we are just talking about that before the show. Like, I don't know, if you find a USB stick, wouldn't you? even if you weren't going to look at it, you'd stick it in just to format it? Yeah. Well, if it was a 16 gig or something like free, that. Free USB stick. But, yeah. you know, a lot of them, because um, they'll have autorun.inf on there, as soon as you plug it in your computer, Windows will launch whatever is in there. Hmm. Yeah, so, so what's, what's the best thing to do then? You'd have to just... Get a Mac. Sacri- <laughs> oh, yeah. So you get a, get a sacrificial machine. Yep. That you load up all your key gens on and all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, but isn't that funny? Who's been doing that? Are you listening? Uh, are you are you doing that? Did you do it? Send me an email. You, it was I want you, to know wasn't who it? you are. Well, because I mean that's terrible. Shame <laughs> on you. <laughs> it's just funny. It's just funny. Like I wonder. They, they should. They should have said. Was that just said? It says that it contained harmful mal harmful malware. They should have put something else on there, eh? Like a photo or something. I don't know what of. I would but... stick on Rick Astley's never going to give you up. <laughs> Rick Roller. Yeah. See, they could have had they could have had a bit of fun. Could have had people laughing about this sort of thing. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, did you have any more, Jace? Uh, yeah, a couple that sort of blend in together. Microsoft said they'll solve cancer within the next ten years by treating it like a computer virus. Ooh. Human body will be eventually be able to be reprogrammed back into a healthy state. Experts working for the tech company have claimed. Microsoft said it's going to solve cancer in the next ten years. The company is working at treating the disease like a computer virus that invades and corrupts body cells. Once it's able to do so, it'll be able to monitor for them and even potentially reprogram them to be healthy again. Experts working for Microsoft have said the company has built a biological computation unit. That says its ultimate aim is to make cells into living computers. As such, they can be programmed and reprogrammed to treat any disease such as cancer. And not to be outdone, but they're not the first billionaires to try to disrupt science, but Facebook co-founder Mark Zuckerberg and his wife, physician and educator Priscilla Chan, have enlisted a dream team of scientific leaders to oversee 
a $3 billion effort to boost basic research. We see this work as being led and done by scientists, Chan told Nature, before the couple unveiled the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative plans on 21st of September. She and her husband created the initiative in December to invest proceeds from their Facebook shares to aid causes such as education, health research and internet connectivity. Zuckerberg and Chan have set themselves up as an audacious goal, eliminating, curing or preventing disease by the end of the century. They intend to get there by coaxing teams with diverse expertise to collaborate on developing new tools and technologies, something scientists say is sorely needed. The $3 billion commitment announced today will cover the project's first 10 years. Building tools requires bringing scientists and engineers together in large numbers for large periods of time. And that's not something most science funding is set up to do, Zuckerberg told Nature. Mm. That emerged to us as a big opening where we could help grow this movement among other scientific funders. So Microsoft's going to cure cancer and Zuckerberg's going to fix every other disease because he's going to outdo Microsoft. Oh, he's got to, hasn't he? He's, yeah, his ego's on the line. <laughs> Bigger than Bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I was saying before is, um, I, you know, oh, when I think of Bill Gates, I can't get out of my head. I think it was the day he left Microsoft, he did that video. Yep. Or he did the video for the day he left. And he's in the gym. And and like and his arms are like as, 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 as thick as my bloody 30-centimetre ruler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was... I just like oh, little Mister Mister Burns arms in the face with a pie. <laughs> yes. It's like just Mister Burns, much. isn't it, Fanningham? <laughs> but um, look, before we go, I've got one more thing to talk about. Cause I've just remembered it, and it's something I found. I was just flicking through uh, iView the other day on the Telstra TV, which not that turned out not to be a bad little device. You can't do much with it, but what you can do with it is not too bad, and. I came across this show. I don't know if you've seen it, Jace. Uh, they're only about five minutes long. When TV was awesome. Oh, no. Oh, have a look at those. If you like things like, remember the D generation? Yeah. They, they used to overdub. The late show. Yeah, they used to dub over the old shows. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this, this is what this When TV Was Awesome is all about. Uh, I can't play them on here obviously well, not because of copyright there's a couple of bad words and a couple of them i don't know which they were oh but god some of them are funny they are so so funny it's uh when tv was awesome and you can watch them still on the iview and probably on the ab abc.net.au you might still be able to catch them there's ones with harry butler and 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 Barjas, like, that was it yeah, barjast and yeah. the good old days, whatever they called it. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But with the with the late show, they used to the, the uh, DJ and they used to do the old cop show. I don't know what it was. Oh, it was a really old cop show. Oh, I don't know. The DJ the the DJ was doing, it and that was funny as well. But yeah, have a look at this. TV was awesome. And they, were, they were the ones who did um, Barjas based on his show, which is a humorous redub of the TV sh the cop show Bluey. But mm. um, in one episode of the late show, they showed their Barjas episode, and then this guy in the audience stood up to put them under arrest, and it was Lucky Grills who <laughs> played Bluey in the original <laughs> series. <laughs> That's right. I just never remember, because like... Um, the Barjas, like he was called Barjas, he was a real big, he was a fat copper. You know, like yeah. how, how Every he was... Every time they went around the corner, he'd fart. 
<laughs> Hang on, we're not going fast enough. Yeah, how we would. All right, that's good. <laughs> Let me um, see if I can Google him here and get a photo here. But how you could... Uh, apologize. But how you could be... Like History Science Theatre 3000, I think they used to do the same sort of thing. How you could be a copper being, being the size of this guy. But anyway... Well, you know what? My dad, um, when he was young, he went to join the police force and they said, you're, you're underweight. You're not fat enough. We can't take you. Because oh, right. our police have to be a certain weight. They said, go home, eat steak, eat bananas and whatever you can to increase your weight before you can be a policeman. Wow. Wow. But he I remember might that... have been in the, in the right there, the right <laughs> weight. It's a, he, he was in the, within the uh, the realms of acceptability in Albaji. But the episode I remember was, for some reason, he, was, uh, he wasn't driving. The, the young fellow was driving the car. And uh, they're eating lunch or something, you know, as, in the, as the show goes on or something. And they're driving the car. And, and the young guy looks in the back and he goes, Oh, hey, Chief, they forgot your chips. Bajas reaches over for the handbrake, just does it, pulls the handbrake. You would too. Does this massive handbrake, Yui, and just goes, "You what?" <laughs> That's very funny. I think. Look, you can probably find some Bajas on YouTube as well. Go and have a look at it. It's so funny. But have a yep. look, Jace. Have a look for that um, when TV was awesome, and have yep. a look at a couple of the mastermind takes. Because they are pretty funny, especially right. especially the guy with the Coke bottle glasses. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. All right. I think we're, that's enough. I think we've had enough. That will do. That will do. Uh, thanks for uh, joining us this week for an uh, episode. I didn't know if we'd padded out, but we padded it we Should we um, offer to give away some uh, promo codes for Halloween stickers? If you like, yes. Yes. What, what, do, we'll... you, what do you think of the conditions? I reckon just do an iTunes review, as you suggested. I think that's good. Yep. Do All an right. iTunes review of Aussie Tech Heads, screenshot it, send it to Glenn, and we'll see what we can do. Yeah. All right. So if you want to get grab some stickers for your iOS and now Mac I, Mac OS Messenger, uh, yeah, get some of those stickers that Jace has developed. Uh, yeah, just do it. Chuck an iTunes review up. Send me a uh, screenshot of it, and yeah, wacky do Glenn at AussieTechHeads.com.au. Wacky do. <laughs> All right. Now, um, yeah, good stuff. Thanks, Jace. Thanks for coming in. No worries. Good to be here again. Say Ferris. Yay, Ferris. <laughs> now, we are not sure what's going to happen next week, episode 504, uh, but just have to hang in there. Might be a surprise. <laughs> okay. It might be a 404. It could be, could be, yeah, could be anything. Now, not found. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, that's it. Thank you, and uh, we'll see you soon, hopefully. Cheers, have a <laughs> champagne comedy. Have a good week. Cheers, Chase. Bye. <laughs>